Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and atom. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, June 28, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Gang is all back together. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen to start your week. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Nick Roush, how was the Sandy Shores of Indiana? Ooh, it was uh, it was something. It was something else. Uh, yeah, something else. That's so... So it doesn't sound great. Well, here's the thing, Terry. I don't think any vacation is going to be great when it's just, I mean, I got felt like maybe three hours of sun the entire week. What? Yeah, it was, it was gloomy. It was overcast. Now it was in the sixties and seventies or, you know, but it's just when you have, they actually do have decent beaches. Now they're usually next to like steel mills or power plants. But, uh, so the beaches were nice, but it just wasn't sunny enough to <laughs> really get to enjoy it to its fullest potential. Uh, but nevertheless, we still, uh, still had some good quality family time. I, I did come back feeling a little under the weather. I'm hoping that it's just like, oh, my body isn't ready to stop drinking and eating like crap. Like I'm hoping that's it. And, and, and where's the alternative? It could be that one of the little kids got me sick. So hopefully the immune system is just in, in a shockwave because I got too dusty uh, uh, during my time there. I, I I figured it could have been the runoff water from Gary. Ooh, very, it, yes, very much could be that. Um, and I'm not even kidding when I say that one of the beaches we went to was next to, to a steel mill. Like it was literally... You you walked you drove past the entrance of the steel mill and then you went around the corner and there was this huge enormous beat. I mean, it, it's such, so weird. So like on one side you've got giant steel mill, then you've got this enormous sand dune, really pretty, nice beach, and then you look down, you see Gary, and there's just like fire there, and then <laughs> off in the distance you have the skyscrapers of Chicago. Very very bizarre setting. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot to a lot to take in. Well, I'm a little bummed you didn't have an amazing time. You can't control the weather. It sounds like the Sunshine State really let let you down. So uh, sorry to hear that. It, my sister actually brought up Hannah, the wife, and I want if we do family vacations, we want to go north and not south. And mm-hmm. we're a little bit in the minority in the family with that sentiment it's not a big deal uh everybody's got different opinion but my sister had brought up she's she said i've seen a really cool place i think it was new buffalo michigan which really wasn't far at all from where you were when i looked at it on mm-hmm. a map did you make any uh trips to michigan uh no i did make a day trip to chicago though oh nice uh, so that was nice yeah and it was hour hour and a half depending on how bad traffic was so that was a good Nice alternative because there's stuff to do inside in uh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That that was probably a, a a nice little reroute of the vacation. Take a day, go go shopping, check out the sites in Chicago, maybe see a museum or whatever else you all had going on. Well, good. It was still 
you didn't have to work early nope. or at the end of last week. So that's even sitting in gloomy Indiana better, better than the alternative. So glad to have you back, though. We missed you. The big guy uh, did a good job. It was fun talking with him. Uh, but, you know, the big guy going to big guy. Sometimes his arguments, it's just like Trevor, buddy. <laughs> Especially just by a quick glaze of the old text. It sounds like he had some really uh, some things to say about nil. So uh, it, that was really hot on the streets last week. And I got to admit, too, I didn't do the completely unplugged vacation because, you know, I was stuck inside for a lot of it. So I'm going to get on my phone, check out the tweets. And uh, yeah, uh, our boy Mitch Barnhart. Uh, Boo! So is this why he doesn't call a press conference? Ditch, Mitch, ditch, Mitch, ditch, Mitch. Oh, yeah, no, we totally see why he never talks, because when he does, he sounds like he's being held hostage. I had multiple people, Roush, you may have been the same, multiple people from UK Athletics text me after that press conference being like, we got something's got to change. He, he, uh, so this, this is real. This is like, you know, we're, we'll dive right into it. We don't, we don't care how Hoosier Dingus is doing. Just kidding. Justin, how are you? I'm good. But, how, was your, uh, how was your weekend? It was good, nice and sunny. I uh, did not go to a terrible beach in northern Indiana, so I'm good. Wow, Justin wow. says, I'm going to take this Justin. time to take a little pot shot at our friend Nick Roush, and I'm here for it. All right, Welcome uh, back, Roush. Yeah, enough with the pleasantries, I suppose. Good point, Justin. Uh, so, so Mitch Barnhart's got to go. Kentucky's got to move in a different direction. And I think it was, what, this time last week I was like, all right, I've got to – he's going to keep Nick Mingione. So I'm at the point where I don't really care if Mitch Barnhart goes or doesn't. I appreciate what he's done. I still do appreciate what he's done. I, but he, he's out of touch with, with this nil stuff. And this nil stuff is too big of a deal to get behind the eight ball with and not have somebody that's super eager and excited about it. He has been working to make sure nil wouldn't happen. He is part of the bad guy that is the NCAA. Uh, if, if you if you look at that instance of the NCAA as being a bad guy, if you don't mm -hmm. and you agree with that, then then you and Mitch would agree with one another. Uh, the point is though whether and, and like it's it really shouldn't even be a difference of opinion in my opinion because it's happening, it's going to happen. July first is this week. You need an AD that's going to be hunger hungry, eager, and excited to be able to sell this nil stuff and basically say, listen, we're going to be able to do it better than anybody else. Vince Tyre, who talks talks every talks three times a day, but he spoke at noon when Mitch spoke at two. And even those people at UK were like, go back and watch the the the, the Vince Tyre press conference versus this one. One's really eager and like selling how great it's going to be and why we're going to be why we're going to move forward with it and be really competitive. And then Mitch Barnhart was it's a marathon. Yeah, I we I don't think people are going to come here because of nil. They're going to come here because of relationships. So that's never going to change. Uh, no, people are going to come there because of nil. Mitch, people are people want money. And they want, they want people that are going to be excited to get them money. Every professional athlete, Roush, you know this, they sign with the agent that's the most mundane. And eh, I think I'm going to get you what you're worth. But remember, your career is a marathon. So we're going to uh, BS. You're going to go to the agent that's going to promise you, I'm going to get you these fat deals. You're going to be rolling in it. You're going to love life. Uh, we got a major issue, Roush. We really, really do. Uh, Mitch Barnhart gets stuck in his ways, refuses to change, doesn't listen to other people in the athletic department. And while I appreciate what he's done for the university, Kentucky baseball, maybe in its worst spot that it's ever been. 
and and I mean that. That's not hyperbole. When you're when you are bleeding players like that, and you're not even replacing the you, the the quantity is still offset. You are getting a few players coming in, but they're low level. They're they're not the the level players that Kentucky should be getting, or an SEC baseball program should be getting. And there's still been a lot more that have left that have come back. So that's the baseball program's maybe the worst that it's been. The football program, I shouldn't say under Mitch Barnhart, it got to the worst it's ever been. But those back to back two and ten seasons was really, really bad. And they were recruiting like Louisville's recruiting right now and just knew that it was not good news whatsoever. And then Billy Gillespie in the basketball program, the laughing stock of college basketball. All these things did happen under Mitch. Now, football and basketball, he corrected. Now, the the basketball hire, Calipari, it should have been the first go around, and that actually is true. But that's fine. At UK basketball, you give Mitch credit if you want to give him credit. If you think UK basketball should be bigger than any athletic director, you're also probably right there too. So whatever. Football, he has invested in. He has ticked off a lot of people. The way getting UK football up to where it's at, but – but that's and I'm all right with that. I'm I'm glad about the football program. The other programs across the campus are doing well. Mm-hmm. But Roush, this is a new era, and I and I don't trust Mitch, I don't trust Mitch Barnhart to get it right. And you got to get this right the first time around. What was really disappointing is that the excuse for being hesitant for nil was such a lame, such a it, such a lame cop out. Like it's the kind of lazy take that. Uh, you would hear on sports talk radio. Oh, well, uh, kid, there's going to be jealousy on the team because one kid, uh, like, come on. Are you kidding me? That's on every team. Every team in the history of sports has the haves, the have nots, the favorites and the guys that the coaches doesn't like, like that is sports. That's how sports work. Now you're just monetizing it, but you know what? They get paid pretty well. Now there's, there's going to be a texter come in and talk about, uh, minimums in professional leagues, they still have minimums in college where they're going to be making a couple grand a year and to, to enough to be living decently while playing their sports. So I thought that was the lamest way out. I understand that. I mean, actually, no, I don't. I, I just, I don't, I don't get like Mitch is, has been great for this university for the past 15, 16, however many years it's been. It's been a long time coming. He's one of the more respected administrators out there, but I think he's one of the more ex- respected administrators out there is because he's a big status quo guy. Mm-hmm. He's a big, we're going to follow the rules, damn it, kind of guy. And that's what he's been. That's why he's getting uh, to, to be the chair of the selection committee. And that's why he's going to be on the college football playoff committee because the sticks in the mud at the NCAA like guys that aren't going to try to shake things up. And that's not what Mitch is going to do. So to hear him, like, like, it'd be one thing if he made these comments a year ago, but it's another thing when this stuff is literally happening next week and you're still kind of pushing back. Like, what the hell, Mitch? Yep, I, I'm glad that we're on the same page on this. I, I didn't really want to. Uh, I didn't want to really fight because, again, you are right. What Mitch has done for the athletic program has been great. Uh, it's just there. There is a major disconnect right now, and that's. This there's uh, Roush, your your ex boss will sometimes use big words and talk about all this drama inside the athletic program, and sometimes I think it's hyperbole. But I'll be really interested to see if he's hearing the same stuff I'm hearing because it's people are worried, like they're 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 worried, and uh, supposedly it's like yeah, we knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen, and like Mitch didn't do anything to get like 
moving, you know, to get things like in place. And they did do that like BBN road or whatever that thing was that they had, but that, that, that was just like literally a name. They didn't, they don't really know exactly what that's going to be doing. It's, athletic directors have to lead. It doesn't seem like there's a great deal of leadership on this nil stuff. And this nil stuff is the future of college athletics. It's the biggest change in college athletics in the history of college athletics. Uh, It's massive. And you need to have somebody that's excited about it. That's willing to learn what you can and can't do. And uh, just somebody that's going to, I think have a little bit more energy than Mitch Barnhart does with it. And, Obviously, part of my it's time to go in a different direction take is still centered around Nick Mingione is ruining this baseball program, one that maybe is the least traditional baseball program in the SEC as is. So you don't you certainly don't want to be going the other way on that. It seems like we are. And then the alcohol stuff. Uh, UK fans are absolutely super pumped up for this upcoming football season. I think you're going to see some insanely good crowds at Kroger Field. And still, as it's been, the status quo, if Mitch Barnhart thinks you have enough money, then you're responsible enough to drink. If you don't have enough money, well, he does. He wants it to be a family-friendly uh, atmosphere, and you will not contribute to that family-friendly atmosphere. So that's also humiliating. I mean, it really is embarrassing that you have an athletic director that gives to the haves and takes away and does not give to the have-nots. And that's uh, something that we're saying here in 2021 about alcohol. Like, what an absolute joke. So, I'd be ready for Kentucky maybe to go in a different direction. Probably will not happen. I don't know how long it won't happen. But right now, Kentucky, my confidence in Kentucky being able to, like, be the leaders in the nil, which I think they absolutely should be. Kentucky's got a rich alumni fan base. Now, I don't mean that in terms of financially, but that's also kind of true too. Plenty of very successful Kentuckians that went to the university. A lot of businesses that would love to be able to have student athletes endorse Lexington, the ultimate college town. I really think Kentucky's the ultimate college state, uh, and that and, and we'll lump in our friends in Louisville and Western and other mm-hmm. parts of the state. With that, Roush, I'm I'm just it, it stinks. I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not either because that's the thing too that I you know I I get um I pump the brakes on. Let's get rid of them because the athletic department all in all is in pretty good standing, not you know, take out the baseball team and everything else has been facilities have been upgraded, uh, particularly in the football side and that and that really trickles down. You know, I don't think most athletic directors would have stood by Stoops through that kind of rocky two and a half year, three year span at the beginning of his tenure, uh, before he really broke through and and did some things we haven't seen Kentucky football do. So th- that's where I'm kind of hesitant. But you do have to be forward thinking, and it's kind of like a lot of these other coaches who have just like, you know what, I don't want to deal with this. I'm getting out. Uh, I, I I am surprised that Mitch didn't throw his. Yeah, naming that because like the thing is, is what, what's shocking about all of this, like you said, TJ, is this wasn't this has been coming. I mean, we made the joke about the incident, but it kicking it, the can down the road forever. I mean, we thought it was going to happen in January, and you would have thought that he would have had the uh, the foresight to plan out what he wants to do, what he wants Kentucky to do, because you can't just say, oh, well, it's going to happen, but. We don't have to do that here. I don't. That, that's the part that I don't get. I don't know what his thinking was, whenever 
this became a topic that you knew it was coming down the road. You knew it was going to happen. And how did you prepare for it? By saying, well, we just don't want players to get jealous of one another. Like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It really is. It, it is. It is. I, I, I can't believe it because you, like, he's a smart enough dude to have known that this was coming. No. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. No, you, you nailed it when you had said that, like, Mitch is, Mitch is part of what gets crushed with the NCAA. Mitch plays, he's a big fan of it. And it's what he grew up in. It's what he became a professional in. It's what he became one of the best athletic directors in the country doing was the status quo. And I would have probably put a decent amount of money if I could have gotten a bet on who replaces Mark Emmert, and I would have taken Mitch Barnhart. The issue is... Uh, this is just all these people making the decisions at the NCAA at this level are people that just are going to pick their friends that think are going to have their shared values and interests with it. And there, there, there lies the issue. Uh, Mitch Barnhart is good friends with Mark Emmer. You know, as Roush mentioned, some of his involvement with extra NCAA, the college basketball committee, all that sort of deal. I would have felt good about that. And the NCAA, I'm sure, would have loved it too. But then when they did that 2025 extension for Emmert, I wonder if that came as a surprise for Mitch too. I almost thought that he'd be a lock to take over the NCAA. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I would, I would have thought that too as Roush. That like, all right, listen, I've had an unbelievable career as athletic director. I've won national athletic director of the of the year. I have more money than I probably know what to do with. I'm I'm gonna hang it up as this new era comes in. Well, he didn't do that, and now I'm I'm honestly a little concerned about like how how much longer does old Mitch want to go? Like how how much longer does he want to see this through? Because I do think if you got if you got somebody in there that's a little hungrier, that's a little maybe a little younger, willing to kind of understand the the money at stake here, then Kentucky really would be, I think would have a chance to be as good as anybody else in the country with nil. Maybe not the absolute best, but certainly in that in that top tier. Um, I hope this doesn't backfire. I, I don't have confidence in Mitch to get it right. And all we had to do was hear his press conference on Friday to know that like he is not gung-ho about this. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's instantly the wrong approach to take. I just I'm and you know what to TJ is I'm I'm not like m- mad but I, I'm, I'm just i'm disappointed man like how Mitch, you're better than this come on and you're going i mean i i guess i shouldn't be surprised with the alcohol thing i mean because i mean who still has those opinions i mean my <laughs> god what is this 1918 this isn't the temperance movement buddy but i just i don't i i i, I when i saw those comments i i was shocked i <laughs> just like come on dude oh I my mean, gosh I was listening. Did, did you get to listen to it live by chance? No, I, I, I was not listening along. live. I just oh saw my gosh. The, the comments. Live was just painful. It was like, all right, at some point he's going to sound excited about this. Nope. 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 Never happened. Uh, I mean, dis- disappointing. Was it one of those press conferences too where like, were people ever at times looking around trying to figure out what to say? Because I know sometimes the, the getting the questions you're – I've been in rooms where news happens and you're kind of shocked. And then there's that awkward silence after a response. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm sure that happened at least a time or two. Like, Oh, he's saying this. Okay. Um, well, wow. and like, you know, as, as, 
as normal in a press conference setting. People, the journalists would have kind of narrative driven questions to fit what they were probably already writing. So, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of doing that too. I, I think every single journalist in the country uh, is guilty of doing that. But so like people were giving him a chance to be really excited about it. And there, and then there was also some negative questions about like, does this worry you? And you know, what, what are going to be some of the concerns? And uh, he, he sounded just as excited talking about the negatives as he did the positives and people, but people gave him a chance to be like, we're going to be number one here. We're going to do this as well as anybody. And instead it's a marathon. We don't like, we don't want to get too, we don't, we don't want to go too fast too soon. We <laughs> just boring, boring, unexcited, clearly not the, the leader you need to take you into uh, a new step of athletics. And, Oh, and then the baseball program. Just uh, his his unwillingness to want to see that to be better is uh, upsetting and and sad. So uh, somebody on House of Blue had taken some baseball stats, and it's just it's unreal. Kentucky last in SEC championships, last in tournament appearances. Uh, the only team in the SEC that doesn't have at least five college world series appearances. What? What? We have zero. Second to last what? is uh Tennessee in Vanderbilt with five. Holy moly. And we have I mean one super regional too. That is so bad. It's horrible. I mean it is horrible. Again, just if you if it maybe skipped or you weren't hearing this, SEC championships and SEC baseball Kentucky lasts with one. NCAA tournament appearances, Kentucky lasts with seven. Seven. Mississippi State is 39. They lead the way, by the way. College World Series appearances. LSU leads the way with 16. Kentucky, zero. Only one in the SEC that hasn't been at least five times. <sighs> and, and, and Mitch likes where we're at right now with Nick Mingione, as I'm sure probably two other players transferred since I started this sentence. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. There were exciting things this oh, weekend to talk we got, about. We got really good news to share too that happened while you were asleep. So what? While I was asleep? Yeah. You don't know my you don't know my sleep schedule. I could have been up. Yeah, you were probably asleep. Yeah, I probably was. All right, we'll be back. Good to have uh, Roush back in the house. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Feels like the world is on your shoulders and all of the madness has got you going crazy. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning, a new week. Uh, probably weather-wise, just going to be humid and sticky and gross and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff but uh that's the norm that's kentucky summer june almost over and before you know it it will uh we'll be able here to talk some football nick roush you said that there was some good news that happened while i was asleep me personally yeah you were probably asleep at 12 30 last night when sydney mclaughlin 
broke the world record in the 400 meter hurdle. She became the first woman to ever break the 52 second threshold, coming in at 51.90 to secure her spot in the Tokyo Olympics. Man, that's that's how you 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 get in the Olympics. You say, okay, I'm just going to get a world record in the process of doing it. It was awesome. Shout out to Sydney, as badass as we expected this entire time. Going to be plenty of cats at the Olympics uh, this summer. Obviously, plenty on the basketball team. She's a freak, and that's quite the message to send to your to your international competition. Hey, in my qualifier, I set the world record. See you all in in Tokyo. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Uh, and and they did, if you watch the end of the race too, it actually was a nice, there's another American, uh, Dolly Muhammad, I think is how you pronounce her name. She, I mean, she's a hell of a runner too. And it was pretty close up until you uh, hit the final eighth portion of the race and Sydney pulls away and that, that's when she got the record. So pretty awesome. Proud to, to have a Kentucky and uh, be one of the stars of this upcoming Olympics. Yeah, she'll she will be. Oh, I don't know. I mean, probably behind Simone Biles, but then maybe number two most marketable Olympic athlete. Yeah. And, you know, you could probably throw some of the basketball men and women in there too, at least from a recognizable standpoint. Right. But maybe she, Katie Ledecky in, in swimming. Yeah, yeah. so many, but like, yeah, Sydney Sydney's on Gatorade bottles and stuff. <laughs> like, it's that that's where you know you've made it. Yeah, and it's fun. If you haven't seen the race, uh, Darren Rovell tweeted it like an hour ago, but it's out there. It's only about 50 seconds, 55 seconds, 51, supposedly. Uh, but the but the video, it's just this this girl is just stride for stride with her on the final stretch, and then she just kind of keeps pulling away and keeps yeah. pulling away and keeps pulling away and ends up getting an uncontested easy victory and sets the world record. Uh, that that's cool. And it's just kind of getting me more excited for Olympics. You know, I don't, do I generally care that much about uh, sprinting and track and field and all that good stuff? No, but once every four what? years, you bet, you bet your sweet butt. Oh. I'm all about it. That was I, my I thought you were going to go with, you don't like track and field period. I was like, wait, what? I mean, ultimately it's not something I think a lot about, uh, except for about once every four years. Yeah. Which I think is fair. Um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of watching folks, uh, you know, run the marathon. But hey, I do like watching America dominate, especially in some of the you know not just the spring events too, like the the pole vault. Those people, they amaze me. I I would impale myself with that damn thing every time. Every time I got up, that is. <laughs> Justin, what's your favorite Olympic sport to watch? Um, probably swimming. I've, I've really gotten into the swimming the past few Olympics. It's just, it's so exciting. And the Americans always dominate. I figured you were going to say volleyball. I'm a big volleyball guy too. Yeah. That's a good call there. Uh, volleyball, uh, international volleyball is just like Olympic volleyball. Just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you're the team serving, you've got generally, I mean, assuming the, the, level competition is pretty good somebody on your team's probably going to get spiked on and it's scary yeah and the men's too they're oh my gosh the men, yeah they're, they're even they're a lot less defense because like you just can't you can only do so much if you don't it's, block it it's uh -huh. that ball's getting down exactly uh, what i was gonna say the this the the sand is also a lot of fun too because some of the balls they're able to get up and then they just like 
in an instant are up and at the net drilling one onto the other side. It's like, how do you all, this looks exhausting. That's, that's a good point. That may be one of my most favorite is like the two on two sand volleyball is gosh. Cause they're just so gassed and you know that they're playing like probably not multiple games in multi in, in the same day, but they're probably, you know, maybe only getting a day off between games and it is, uh, it gets you tired. Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's uh, so that's that's here soon. Soon before we know it, we'll we'll get the Olympics on. That'll be fun. Hopefully, it'll be like all day. You know, you'll turn on the TV in the morning. You'll just get like speed walking. You'll ever watch speed walking in the oh, Olympics? Oh man, that is so wild. That one's very funny. Looks like they've got sticks up their bums. I will <laughs> not be watching speed walking. Well, oh, it's man. not. You're like, missing oh, out. You really are. It's fast paced. <laughs> uh, handball is one of those that I feel like is on a lot. Uh, that you can just like turn on and have in the background. And I'm not entirely sure what's going on all the time, but it looks pretty cool. That's uh, where I'm at, Roush. Handball looks awesome, but I, I truly have no idea what they're doing. It's like soccer and basketball mixed. Well, and it's also the same thing with boxing where I don't know. Like I, you can obviously tell a boxing match when someone's beating the snot out of the other person, but they wear headgear. So you aren't getting like knockdowns or anything. So I... I could never tell, like, wait, are they throwing too many punches? So, you know, it. I, I don't know exactly how to feel when watching those. Uh, but all in all, Summer Olympics, we can agree, much greater than Winter Olympics. And it'll be a fun month of watching some stuff we normally don't, like rowing. That That's one of those where you'll have some teams just dominate, but other times you think, oh, are they going to catch him? Are they going to catch him? I don't know if they ever really do catch them, but still cool to watch. It going along with more of the we're just we're just at the point of the show where we're just naming Olympic sports at this point. Mm-hmm. But this uh, last week on Monday, I was telling you how big of a fan I was of polo people on horses. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have that at the Olympics. I'll watch that. That'll be exciting. But going along the lines of like, wow, these people look like they may actually die. They're so exhausted. Water polo is yeah. kind of f- fascinating to watch. God, I don't know how they do it because they're like beating the snot out of each oh, other. Oh, yeah, they're like drowning they're each other. Water. Yeah, yeah, for like what, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, however long those stupid <sighs> games are. And they're only stupid because you just have to be a freak to put your body through that stuff. But those that can, congrats to you. Uh, that looks exhausting. And uh, I'm excited about it. What I'm most excited about, though, isn't the Olympics at all. It's actually Genesis Diamond's special deal that ends on the 30th. We're not too far away from ending. I think a lot of people thought it maybe ended this weekend. Nope. Up until June 30th, you put zero down. You're not going to have to pay any interest for five years. What more could you want? Anything in store, a necklace, a ring, bracelets, a watch, you... You're going to get it for, for that price and spread out over five years with zero interest. And you don't have to put anything down when you're in the store. You could literally, assuming that your credit is approved, which is very quick process they do there, take took two minutes, uh, then you could walk out of that store with a beautiful piece of jewelry. They're on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's in the Shelbyville Road Plaza. But you're running out of time. Do not delay. Get on over to Genesis Diamonds today. You know who... Ha- Head, oh, oh, so, go, go ahead, ahead Justin. Go ahead, go oh, ahead. Justin. You, no, Justin, you've got it. I was just going to break TJ's heart real quick and tell him that Polo is no longer an Olympic sport. No! Oh. You, I'll have to you, wait for the equestrian games. You've got rhythmic gymnastics, but no oh. Polo. That, what a joke. What a joke. Mm. That is disappointing. Suck it, Polo. 
And they do water polo. Yep. But not that's, the regular polo. And don't forget, we've also got breakdancing in this year's Olympics as well. Ooh, that'll be fun. Uh, archery is also very intense. They're like screaming, losing their minds. That's usually like a day one of it, too. It really gets things coming out hot. Nah, the Olympics. Stupid sports. Uh, uh, I, a, a great sport? We have golf, don't we, in the Olympics? Yeah, which I, it feels weird that golf is an Olympic sport. Like, why? That uh, feels a little unnecessary. But did, you all had to watch that playoff yesterday, right? That was absolutely bonkers. Gosh, yes. I, I did not watch all of it, uh, hate to admit. But we, we were having, like, a delayed Father's Day because some people were out of town and whatnot. And it was on in the background. But, like, I my, my mom specifically was like, uh, should we turn the volume up on this? Is it close? And at that point, it was like a three-stroke lead, and I was, and I and a lot of the people on the leaderboard had already finished. So I was like, all right, it's probably over. And then we look back up, and it's tied, going to a playoff hole. And then we kind of like we're watching the playoff hole. And then I get home from this family thing, and they're still doing these playoff holes. So yeah, I watched the final three holes. It was uh, that was insane. Like I don't think that was getting enough credit on social media. I don't know, you know, I know it wasn't big names and it wasn't the biggest event that you're ever going to have, but that was nutty. That was a lot of fun. The uh, it, it was also fun because going into it, you had Bubba just completely fall apart. Like he could have been a part of that playoff, but he went plus six on his final five holes, hit a couple in the water. I mean, it was uh, an absolute meltdown. So you had that going on. Uh, then you have his partner, Kramer Hickok, who never won before. He was becoming a crowd favorite because, I mean, how can you not like a dude named Kramer? And poor Kramer could just, I mean, that dude, he had two winning putts in playoffs lip out. And one of them was a little bit tougher than that. But, like, I, th I, th I thought for sure, I guess it was on the fifth playoff hole, that, that this is his chance, go win it, and it just – went out and the whole time i mean as much as i love enjoying watching somebody like bubba melt down towards the end i was just like please somebody go win this with a big putt i don't i don't want to see somebody just gack away like a terrible and and kramer almost did that he was really far away uh on i mean they played 18 like seven times <laughs> went to eight playoff holes. so they played it six times seven if you include the regulation and I think it was the sixth playoff hole. He was the Harris was pretty close, like within 12 feet. And he was at 25. Kramer had to just go for it. And he hit it well past the hole to where it was still about a 12, 15 footer. I mean, there was a lot of meat left on that chicken wing. And I'll be damned if he didn't sink that putt for par to keep it alive, only for Harris to gack away the birdie putt uh, and then move on to the eighth. I mean, it was just. Uh, it, it was hilarious to watch because even the announcers, like Jim Nance, you rarely see him get kind of slap happy. But even Jim Nance was kind of joking around being goofy because it's like, well, I guess we could be here all night. The summer solstice, we're a long way away. So it's not the longest day of the year, but we're in no hurry. We could keep this up forever. They, they they did the little like they showed the the sign holder and they were like yeah this is actually a replacement because the guy that had been holding the sign got too tired and he <laughs> and needed a break i need like a tom rinaldi profile on the sign holder that couldn't last oh man oh speaking guy. of speaking of sign holder did y'all see the tour de france Oh yeah, good. That's a good, good segue. My there. gosh! Yeah, some some Roush, Did you see it? 
I I only saw a headline. Like I didn't I did not click on the video. Go watch the video, Roush. Do yourself a favor. Holy moly. That crazy? Yeah, yeah it caused just the absolute biggest pile up. Complete and total idiot. No idea. I think it was a she, but no idea what she was thinking. Uh, really, really dumb and uh, funny that I hope everybody is okay. I need to make a correction. One of the textures kind of tipped me off to this. Polo was introduced at the Olympics in 1900, and it was pulled in 1936. Hasn't been back since. So uh, it's been a, a really long time since polo has been an Olympic sport. So apologies for mentioning it. Um, I would have figured polo would be a very much excited. Like it'd be a, 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 be absolutely one of the Olympic sports. Absolutely. But totally wrong. Hasn't been one since World War II, which was a long time ago. Believe oh, my Atlanta, this video is insanity. Yes. Oh, my goodness. How stupid do you have to be? Just well, And that was day one, too, Ralph. That was, like, just the start of the Tour de France, too. You got guys out there who have been dreaming of this moment forever, and they crash just moments into the race. So if you, <laughs> if, if you crash, are you done? I well, mean, I guess it, it depends on your bike and your personal health. Yeah, I would think that it would be if your bike – if but if your bike breaks, you're probably just gonna have to drop out of that stage. It goes in stages, so yeah, I would think that if your bike broke, you'd be at least out for that stage. Maybe could come back, but good gravy, you want to talk about pain? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty intense. Let's uh, go to another break, but. Roush, there are uh, some some whispers, and uh, David Lackford is kind of leading the charge on it. Justin Rowland as well. That there could be some big time news today. Are you have you heard anything? Uh, that's that's the word on the street. I uh, can we come back I'm, and guess wildly at what it could be? Let's go come back and guess wildly because I don't <laughs> know either. So let's let's speculate our brains off and try if to reach a conclusion. If there's a name out there, we're going to say it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get people oh, in, a, oh. in a, in a fever about it. And also uh suck it penny. Wow. Yeah. We got to talk about that as well. We also got to get into the text line. It was bumping over the weekend. So a lot of fun stuff remaining on Kentucky roll call. And we're even doing our breaks on time. We're changed men. This is wow. KRC. I'm big X radio. 96 one FM 1458. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Janice, I apologize to you if I don't seem real eager to jump into a forced, awkward, intimate situation that people like to call dating. I don't like the feeling. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested, but I'm not that interested? But I think she might be interested, but do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden I'm, getting, I'm starting to get interested. And when am I supposed to kiss her? Do I have to wait for the door? Because then it's awkward. It's like, well, good night. Do you do like the ass out hug? Where you like to you hug each other like this and the ass sticks out because you're trying not to get too close. You just go right in and kiss them on the lips. So don't kiss them at all. It's very difficult trying to read the situation. And all the while, you're just really wondering, are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions?
Hey there, welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Best way to get in touch with the show is texting this number. Any of your thoughts, opinions, likes, dislikes, whatever it may be, 502-414-1450. That's the text machine. You text on into it. We read it on air. That's how this show works. And uh, you can participate in more fun by joining the Facebook page, we're on Patreon, and then downloading, subscribing to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, we go, like I said, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. We got 4th of July weekend coming up. I'll be in Pittsburgh a little later this week. So uh, lots to look forward to, including this text line, 502-414-1450. But one thing that won't be as good about this weekend as this past one, I won't have Salsaritas catered where I'm going, Roush, unfortunately. Uh, Oakmont, I don't think, has a Salsaritas. What I will say, though, is I went to a party that did have Salsaritas catered. I actually went and picked up the catering. I didn't have to pay for it because it was somebody else's party. So I got free Salsaritas, and uh, it was absolutely the bomb.com. My friend ordered it all online, and I got to go pick it up for her. And we were packing. We had more chips than we know what to do with their guac. I, I'm not a guac person, but people that are guac people say that Salsarita's guac is the best guac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. I, I I had no clue, but that's what that was the start. I was like, save all the chips and salsa for me, and they were like, that's fine as long as we get the guac. I said, yeah, I don't, guac on out of here because I don't want it. And uh, was that a laugh from somebody? This is a little laugh. That was, I thought it was a good joke. I just wanted to make sure I thought I had heard a laugh. That's good. I'll take all of them that I can get in this day and age. It was just, it was so convenient and it was so easy. It was kind of funny, Roush. I will say this when I went to the pickup Salsaritas, you know, how we talk about how you can order on the app and it's super easy and they'll leave it out for you. I didn't really know how much I was picking up. It was a lot. It was a ton of Salsaritas, <laughs> but sometimes they'll leave the little to go bags on again, the newly renovated Salsaritas in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane beautiful place but they'll leave it on the bar like right where you walk in and you can see if the bag has your name on it grab it and go they do have a pickup area which makes that whole thing a little confusing but there was a bag on the bar and i was like well i wonder if this one has my friend's name on it and i went and i go to look at it and this little girl's like dad he, he's 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 taking our bag and, <laughs> and this guy at the fountain machine if you've been in that salsaritas you know the layout if you don't certainly don't worry about it it's not a big deal he was like sir and i was like i'm so sorry i was just checking to see uh, i normally they put the bags here or they have put the bags here before he dirt he certainly was not buying my excuses i think he thought that i was just coming into the salsaritas to take his catering and his daughter snitched on me so uh, that was a little awkward, but luckily we got it all figured out. It was so much food. One of the nice workers at the Salsaritas in St. Matthews helped carry it to my car for me. Wow. And then we got to, we got to eat it and it was good. They also have a location in Middletown and you don't have to do it just for catering. You can go get their lunch, very affordable. Make sure you download the app. It's going to save you money. I just got a notification from Salsaritas. They're doing a, I think if you buy a kid's meal, you get $10 off which like what a hilariously good deal buy a kid's meal and get basically a free entree. But I got a notification like, Hey, that, that reward is going away here in two days. That's what, how that's how Salsaritas rolls. They, they, they have all sorts of fun stuff. Anyways, check them out Middletown or St. Matthews. It's deliciously different. All right. Let's uh, speculate wildly Roush. All right. So here's the thing, Terry, 
typically when something like this happens, I actually am like pretty well tipped off at this point, but I was out of the loop for five days. I have no idea who it could be. Tyler uh, Barron from Tennessee. Yeah, he's already at Tennessee, right? Yeah, but I think this is – I think somebody's – I think I my reading of it, and again, this is from our friends uh, Justin Roll and David Lackford, it, is it is a transfer. Yeah, but wouldn't Barron – Barron's not even in the portal. Well, yeah, yeah. Not in the portal until you are, you know. Hey, I'm speculating wildly, Ralph. Okay, don't, I'll, don't, I'll like don't the rain, wild speculation. Don't rain on my speculation parade. See, the reason – why I would think if it's Lackford, it's probably somebody from the city of Louisville, right? I mean, well, here, here's the, here's the magnitude that we're talking about. And again, I highly recommend uh, if you're not reading KSR, highly recommend going over to Cats Illustrated. Cats Paws is great. Uh, we're talking just like five, ten dollars a month, folks. It's worth it to kind of have people that devote their professional careers to making sure we're all informed about UK athletics. But somebody had jokingly posted, is it Quinn Ewers, the uh, – Five-star quarterback. Yeah. And Justin Rowland had said that uh, – he, he said, bigger immediate impact than your tongue-in-cheek prediction, which is like a pretty massive deal. Like to say, hey, the number one ranked quarterback in the country, this would be a bigger immediate impact. So it's somebody that can come in, I think, and probably help uh, the team this upcoming season – and wild speculation let it begin so just what what would we think it'd be like a you know an edge rusher or a wide receiver when we're talking about positions of need for this year we you know we know we have plenty of bodies from the wide receiver position but there's only two that we can really count on mm-hmm. and that has some people worried uh and, and then you've talked about the the edge rusher frequently on the right, show right, and, right. and in the football podcast so Tell me what you're thinking. You know more about this stuff than I do. Yeah, so Baron actually does check one of those boxes, but I would think that we would have a portal entry and then a day later or something, the actual transfer. So I don't think it's that. What if it's Jordan Watkins? What if he's just like, I've had enough of Scott and his ties. I don't care if I'm the marquee guy that Louisville is selling my putting my face on season tickets. Screw it. I'm going to Kentucky. What if it's Jordan Watkins? Well, then you all would have to make nice. We would. But, hey, a lot of those uh, aspiration guys are uh, coming to UK now. So that would that would Ooh, check out. That's a um, You know, I like where your head's at because, again, you know, if this is uh, Lackford who's been on KRC multiple times, great dude. If it's kind of his scoop, he's, he's the most connected person at aspirations, it seems like. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would think there maybe is a local flavor to whatever's going on, but, uh, that may, that you, we may get some news today, obviously it'd be after our show, but we may get some huge news, uh, be on the lookout again, as much positive momentum around Kentucky football roush than I can remember. And, uh, and Mitch Barnhart doesn't want to make sure we can drink at the games. Sorry, sorry. I won't go beaten. Uh, that that dead horse, but I'm so pumped up for this football season, and it sounds like we we there's still good be an addition. Yeah, yeah, and I, um, you know, you all automatically go to the guys who just visited recently. I don't know if any of those guys are on the verge of popping, if you will. Um, but I do know that down the pike, uh, Ryan Bear is one that could happen. We also had a commitment too. I, I think it happened after the show on Friday. Nick Hall. Antonio oh yeah, Hall's yeah, yeah. Son, 
um, has committed to Kentucky. He'll probably end up being a guard. But I had somebody uh, close to the program say that they were – this was – the goal was to have the best offensive line class in the country, and I, I think they're teeing that up to be the case. Hall is doesn't have the highest rankings because he's listed as a tackle, but he's got some pretty big-time offers. So I, I still think a good – a real good get for uh, for the Cats. Uh, I, he's huge. He's a he's massive. This offensive line class looks like it could be like we mentioned, maybe one of maybe the best in the country, one of the best in the country, uh, mm-hmm. and, and maybe and certainly probably Kentucky's best ever, which is saying something. Like yeah. it's just it, it's uh, special things happening with Kentucky football. We're pumped up about it, and hopefully that leads to a big year. What what would you consider a big year, Roush, in football? Real quick, and we'll get to our hour break. Um, nine wins would be a big year. I think eight solid. Ne- nine need- wins, including the bowl game or regular. No, not nine regular season wins. Yeah, I think that's probably the bar for big. Justin, UK football. What's a big season? Uh, well, judging by the bet I have with you all, I think eight's the ceiling. <laughs> oh, suck it, Justin. Well, people forget but the roof I mean, is the ceiling. But but I mean, eight and four is a great season, no matter who you are, no matter the pro. I mean, unless it's Alabama, but. That's a respectable season for almost anyone in college football. Totally agree. When you're playing Georgia and Florida and LSU and, uh, you know, eight, eight. That's the thing I was talking with my friends over the weekend. I was just like, you know, a seven and five season would be really disappointing. But with how loaded Kentucky's schedule is almost every year, even if you win seven games, Roush, like at least one of those is probably going to be a hell of a win or a really good time. Or, you know, like the schedule's set up pretty well for Kentucky with where our expectations are at that like, you know, even seven or eight wins, that means you're, you're beating some good teams just because that's how the schedule generally plays out this year. There is maybe the bottom's a little grosser than normal, I would say, but the top's still pretty loaded too. There's maybe not as much as a middle ground as you'll get in more seasons. So that just means when Kentucky plays the big boys, be ready to play. And then when you play teams that are less talented, just go ahead and take care of business. But I think the, the I've said it a million times that Missouri game's really going to dictate what we're all envisioning, what we're all looking at for right, the rest of right. the year. You win that one and you look good doing it. We're dreaming big. You lose that one Roush and we're probably scrambling to kind of reset expectations for, for a different type of year, which would be a huge bummer. We're not going to put that into the atmosphere. It ain't going to happen. The caps are going to roll Missouri and we're going to roll call when we return here on KRC on big X, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, hour two, and a full text line coming up when we return. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, hour number two of KRC coming up. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We appreciate you spending some time with us and hanging out as we are talking. Everything that happened over the weekend one thing i didn't get to do this weekend unfortunately was go golfing 
Uh, but it would have been another great weekend to hit up the Bobby Cook Golf Academy because I do know that it was very, very hot outside. Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. They've got virtual driving ranges. You can get one-on-one lessons, get yourself better, get uh, a professional instructor that has won tournaments before is going to tell you what you're doing wrong, and he will do it very quickly. Uh, and we'll also give you a copy of the lesson, so you'll have it forever. So if you pick up bad habits a few months later, boom, pop in that bad boy, you'll be good to go. Or maybe you just want to hit their virtual range or get the the gang out for a virtual round and, and not have to worry about sweating or dying or dehydration, whatever it may be. No dying at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com or call 812-913-4415 for more information uh we've got a lot to talk about still we've got a text line we need to get to roush you've all got some commitments over the weekend oh did they beat him over georgia southern and uh quinnipiac uh maybe even better maybe beat him over nobody 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 else offered these players they got brock doman uh a juco transfer so that was good. They got a six foot six wide receiver who has more basketball offers than football, I believe. Hmm. And then uh, the, I think they got a defensive back, if I'm not mistaken. And he was a Juco as well, although I don't see where that is. But uh, I believe these guys will be coming right on in. I think, uh, well, the wide receiver, I think, is 2022, but. The JUCO quarterback and I think this defensive back, they're gonna they're gonna come right on in. Well, you know, they needed a safety, they needed a uh they needed a quarterback, they needed a running back. What what all do they need? Uh so they've got some of them. There good job, Scott. You've got at least two of them. Yeah. Now you still need seven more players because your team stinks. Uh, again, you know, I I know where they're at. But, like, they're bringing in a quarterback for this upcoming season, and, like, very few U of L fan media even talked about it. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't talk about, like, the defensive back they're bringing in today because I, I think people are just like, these aren't, these aren't people that are probably going to make an impact. Yeah. And then you start to look at the roster, and it's like they have a lot of those people. Oh, man. Uh, Louisville, keep on Louisville. And I just, I, I love that they were so quick. Like, at least Trevor, to to be fair, he was always down on Luke McCaffrey. But you would rather have that guy than some Juco no-name guy, right? Like, 10 times out of 10. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I think it was just silly um, for them to get all sort of hot and bothered. Because... The, the fact of the matter is is that they don't have depth at very important positions. They're trying to fill holes with Juco players who haven't played football in, what, two years? Juco didn't play football last year. So good luck, Scott. Good luck filling plugging holes from the transfer portal, from the Juco ranks. You can get regular athletes now, and Louisville still has to go to Juco. I mean, that just shows you how dry that well has run for them in such a short amount of time. It's, it's, it's pretty sad. To be frank, hey TJ, the Trey Franklin defense, you know, again, good for Trey, getting an opportunity going to U of L, big deal. That's awesome. But Arkansas Pine Bluff, Central Arkansas, it's 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 just it's it's really not 
really not good. It's really not good at U of L. All right. Uh, should we get uh, into this text line a little bit? Can we also, uh, I think there's a basketball piece of recruiting news. That's, that's pretty significant. Um, cause Jalen Duran, are we, are we, can we just call him Duran? Duran. Darren. Just, call, just call him whatever you want. Don't let Justin bully you around, of all people. Suck it, Justin. Jalen Duran, he's on campus for an official visit. It starts today. Uh, in great timing, he just went to Memphis, and now Penny is interviewing for the job to be the next head coach for the Orlando Magic. And uh, I like that the reports were, yeah, the Magic kind of did this as like a courtesy and then realized, oh, we actually like this guy. We might end up hiring him. So would be awfully convenient for all of this stuff to happen while Jalen Duran is on camp. Like, it, wouldn't it be great if that news broke, you know, tomorrow afternoon while he's in the thick of his official visit right before going to Jeff Ruby's? Like, oh, Penny's leaving, you know, Kentucky election, and it's pretty nice. You might want to stick around here. Yeah. the uh, I'm just happy, like, I, I was convinced there for a good decade that Kentucky was the only team that had to deal with professional rumors with their coach. And they were consistent. It was every every summer we could just set our watch to like when Cal's name was going to be floated around. I'm just happy it's somebody else, a different program, a different team. And if you're Penny, get the hell out of Memphis, buddy. Yeah, like seriously. You've gotten some good players there, and you have not done diddly squat with it. So go on and get, and uh, the Magic would be a great gig for you. And I, I could see him being a, a solid NBA coach because I think so much of coaching in the NBA is personnel management, ego management, and then just kind of figuring out which pieces work together on the court at certain times. It's, I don't, you know, there is some really great coaching that goes on in the NBA, but I think it's, I think it's kind of more managing than, than coaching sometimes. Why is NBA going the route of college? Whereas they want to hire former players, man, they really have uh, You get Jason Kidd in Dallas. Penny's uh, well, a former player. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I, I'm yeah with Orlando. Are, like, like Chauncey Billups was up for the Blazers job, and that ticked off Damian Lillard. So, uh, yeah, I guess everything college is kind of a uh, the professional ranks reflect kind of actions happening at college typically. So, yeah, maybe they just see all the success of so many former players like Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. I mean, who wouldn't want to follow that trend? Not, not me. It's also like, okay, of course. P Penny can only coach at places that he previously played. <laughs> That's the rules. Yep. Rules is rules, Penny. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that, but that could that could have uh, some big implications and change things. I just Man. still don't get how, like, Duran would fit in. At, like, I get it because he's playing, but does Lance Ware get mad? Does Keon Brooks get mad? Does Oscar Shubway, does he get a little ticked off about it? Like, I, I just, I wonder how you make everybody happy. Damien Collins, he mm -hmm. may, he may have thought he's only playing one year in college. And what is his minutes looking like at that point? Now, all that being said, I'd let Calipari deal with that. And you figure it out as you go along. Cause you don't say no to a talent like Duran, but cool. Right. It's uh, I just don't see how it all works, but I hope it does. It'd be great. Yeah, and I um to go back to Penny briefly too. It would be I I, I think it was was it Drew bet he had some sort of bet where he was calling out Memphis fans and I I I don't think they've made the tournament. Am I right about that? 
So I, I think I yeah, think I don't, I don't people know. would owe him lots of money because they were maybe even making Final Four bets. But if if it was three years of Penny Hardaway at Memphis and he had zero NCAA tournaments, now granted you had the COVID year. I don't know if they were on track to make it that year or not. I can't recall. Uh, but because that was the Wiseman season where they kind of stunk it up anyway. So he actually probably got a nice little cop out there. But man, it would be. So funny if all of that hoopla was over three years, zero NCAA tournaments and an exit as soon as possible out of there. Just getting the hell out of Dodge before the getting got worse. Yeah, there was uh, there were some talking personalities over at the hyperbole that said that Penny was going to be taking college basketball by storm. Oh, well, it was a mild storm. Gosh, I hope he leaves. Although I will say that like, he could build some goodwill and some momentum if he says he's staying. Like there is always a little part of me that's like, all right, I, you know, Shams is not making this stuff up. Like, all right, if he interviewed for Orlando, he really did. And if it really went well and he's, and he's and Shams is saying that he's a serious candidate, then all those things are true. But knowing Penny, I could also see him being like, all right, if I don't get this job, I'm going to spin this as I'm staying, I'm not leaving. And I'm here, and it'd be like a shot in the arm for Memphis fans. But I'm not worried about Penny. It's going to be – even if they get Durant, I wouldn't be worried about them. It'll be the same old, same old for Penny at Memphis. Yep, just uh, much ado about nothing. Uh, but it'd be – I guess it has been kind of – no, it's been annoying. Suck it, Penny. He's been really annoying the last few years. So – would, would, would well, love to see him not in the spotlight. Losing one recruit to Memphis is one too many. That's just the truth of it. Yeah. And, and especially one the caliber of Wiseman. And I get it. Memphis cheated, blah, blah, blah. To uh, They paid for the moving company. It, and that certainly isn't a huge deal. But they, they brought in his high school coach, basically. And the guy who runs his AAU program. Like, they did everything to get that dude. And sadly, they got him. But that, that sunk that sucked because Wiseman would have been great at UK like that, that he would have been dominant would have been so much fun so losing one recruit to Memphis is far too many so Penny go on and get buddy let's get to the text line 502-414-1450 502-414-1450 Trevor trying to equate nil rights with pay for play is just a defense mechanism so he doesn't have to acknowledge that Louisville broke the rules and is going to get hammered by the NCAA I understand that a huge punishment for them may seem fickle, but that doesn't change the fact that they broke the rules while on probation. Suck it, Louisville. They cheated while they were right after they were caught for cheating, and you can't do that. So suck it, Louisville. Man, uh, something's coming down the pike. <laughs> you think it's soon? I don't know, but it's definitely going to happen at some point. Oh, one other thing about Memphis, too. Apparently, they're, they're in the IARP for something as well. So, yeah, some people are insinuating maybe Penny got a sniff of where that's going and, and doesn't want to mess around with what's coming next. But, uh, you know, I, I, I doubt that's true. But what? Who's? I have no idea. My guess is as good as anybody else's. So a texter says, I just changed my son, my, or I just changed the tire yesterday for the first time in 20 years for my son's 1998 Ford Ranger. Message tall. Make sure you have them lubricate the spare tire mechanism underneath your car if you ever want it to come down easily. Man, I bet that truck is awesome. 98 Ford Ranger. Nick, can you change a tire? Yeah, yeah. I um well here funny story. So I I always forget like I know how to charge or how to jump a car, 
but I always have to look up which goes where. It's just like it's like something in my brain can't get positive negative right. Hey, you want a you want an easy way to remember it? Sure. Red positive for IU, black negative for Purdue. Oh, oh. <laughs> now you'll never forget. Oh well, I had a uh, a girl I dated in college basically taunted me for not be for forgetting that. So uh, once I got a flat on the way home from Lexington, and I was like damn it i'm gonna show her i can change a tire i changed the tire uh but did not like it was dark out so i didn't put too much time into inspecting my donut my spare and it was just a dry rotted donut and 30 minutes wasted because as soon as i took off it was just flat again so it's a very rough story that sucked sucked big times it was like oh so she can suck it and this tire can suck it yeah suck it suck it tire uh yeah we we figure i think we said that we thought you would have been able to do it i think um the uh also the new trucks there's this new trend going around it's really dumb it's let's have the entire tailgate have ranger like real big across the back of it it just looks dumb they do that with one especially the f-150 because it's only four characters and they blow it up for like the entirety of the back of the pickup it's a real dumb trend that's coming across all trucks right now and we're going to look back on it in five years and say man that was really stupid not as dumb as bell-bottom pants or um, some of the other bad trends of the past but this is a very dumb style trend that uh, folks are going to regret they're going to regret it wow suck it ford ranger an f-150 well no just all new trucks Suck it all new trucks. Yeah. A texture says listening to the podcast and the locker room issues will be more pervasive than the pros because in the pros you have league minimums. So it's easy to be okay with Patrick Mahomes getting a billion dollars when you're getting half a million for being a no name wide receiver. With this setup in college, you will literally have the haves and have nots on the same team. Side side note, I'm entering I'm entering the conversation here myself, my own opinions. It'd be funny if like, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be funny, but like if in football, like the people who make money all hang out with each other and they like get catered in awesome food and stuff, and then you just have like the normal college kids who <laughs> are, are going to uh, brown bag lunches. <laughs> they're going to Ovid's and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> I just imagine the split locker room and people rolling in and like Lamborghinis and whatnot. And then you've got other people that are just having to walk. Oh man. Uh, anyways, back to the text. Think about a running back getting the endorsements and the offensive guard literally getting zero. You don't think that'll make some waves. I don't know how bad, and maybe the running back pays a little to the offensive lineman to pacify him, but this will be interesting. See, that's the part texture that where you're off where it, it'll, pro- I mean, unless these guys are raking in a half million, then the scale won't be much different than the one you just mentioned. The just percentage, like the percentage, will be the same. It's just a larger scale. So, uh, let's say cost of living, you make ten grand a year, and the other guy, uh, man, I'm really bad at math, makes a hundred k a year. That's is that that much different than five hundred fifty thousand? Uh, the ratio of five hundred fifty thousand to five and a half million. I don't think it's that far off. Too early for numbers. Yeah, I'm not good at that, but like they, they still make some money. You're just probably not going to make as much as others. And you know what? That would be nothing new. Like, nothing. Oh, the 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 new 
the the running backs and the receivers are more popular than the linemen. But you hey, know, that might not be the case at UK though. Why's that? The big blue wall. The big blue wall. Yeah, and who's going to be there in for, first endorsement? Oh man, it's got to be like a right guard. company. Well, hold on. Everybody check with UK Pez to see if you're allowed to make any just examples or comparisons that he's okay with. Oh, because we can't name national companies or else he'll... Well, he'll he'll be like, there's no way they're going to do it. You're crazy to think that. And then I provided like example after example. And he was like, but still not going to happen. Yeah, well, let us have some fun here. No, or fun. just don't be such a dweeb, UK Pez. A fence company would be hilarious, though, Justin. <laughs> that, that's that's a great one. <laughs> Hire so and so fence. The oh man, gosh, but, it'd be great. Well, you could, you could have them like swinging sledgehammers and like putting up a wall. Have the big blue, the power of the strength of the big blue wall build your fence at so and so fencing. Yeah, let's just say the name of the company's fence company. Fence company's big blue wall, and then like you know, at the game they could do. Actually, I don't. So that's another thing. Like, will UK be able to like promote the endorsements? I don't think. Like, I think that would be a separate cost. I I I agree too. Like, I thought that was part of it. Like, there's no pay for play. But I, that's what Friday's show was. Roush was just basically us just brainstorming every which way, all the different like issues there may be, the cool things there may be, questions that we had. It was like a brainstorming show. If you didn't listen to it. But, uh, yeah, that, I don't know the answer to that. If Kentucky, if that company is sponsors Kentucky as well as the athletes, you could do that, absolutely. But other than that, I think it's a conflict of interest. Yeah, you could have, like, big blue – fence companies, big blue wall. You could have it on the Jumbotron and stuff like that. And, uh, like, Levi Jeans, they need to get on the Will Levis train immediately. Dude, holy crap. That guy can throw a football over a mountain. Oh, my God. I, can I tell you, I've got a little like sports PTSD when I see people throwing footballs on their knees because you remember Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. And he stunk. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like that. He got to the Raiders and everybody's like, oh my gosh, he can even throw a football further now than he could when he was at LSU. And then it was like uh, the SpongeBob five minutes later, uh, he's out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yes. But also, I, I mean, maybe the last guy to, to be able to throw a football like that was Jared Lorenzen, and that was a ton of fun. That worked out. Yes, you're right about that. That 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 is a good one that did work out. But uh, And Jamarcus Russell was filthy in college, for what it's worth. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's a little bit different than the NFL, I would think. So, I mean, either way, I watched that video <laughs> I, I at least five times. How can just, you not be excited for football season when your starting quarterback – can just frick it. He's got literally like a machine for an arm. Now, is he going to be accurate? I've got no idea. But man, Brett Favre could really sling it around, and he had a billion miles per hour on his balls. So I can't, uh, you know, I just can't wait. Just can't wait for football season. And which brings me briefly back to vacation. One of our best decisions when uh, Brooke made a trip to Walmart and came back with a Vortex football. Holy oh crap. That's so much. That's the greatest gift she's ever given you. I mean, it really is. Uh, that <laughs> whistling sound just. And I forgot, too, that because, um, hell, I hadn't played around one of these since I was a kid. And you, if you really put some mustard on it, 
Like it, it even changes the sound of the whistle on there. Oh, mm. so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. That's that that sound is just a memory, you know? Like I mm-hmm. you brought that up and I just thought back to all the times that I would throw that thing 350 yards. Man, and I, the, the one that we got too was uh I don't I, I remember having some that were heavier than others. This one was a little light, so it was harder to throw far, but once you got the hang of it and Man, there was a couple where it was like, oh, God, that ball's going to go into the woods. Like, that thing is just – it's it's never going to stop flying. Do you remember – this was this was a sad, sad product. But uh, Nerf's bounce-back football that was like – Oh, I had one, yeah. Yeah, oh. So it was like people that didn't have friends, so you could just throw it against the wall and it'd come back to you? <laughs> well, I had younger siblings, so that was my excuse. But it, And it also – to no surprise, didn't bounce back that well. No, of course not. Like it would, it would hit the. You'd still have to hit it flat on the wall, and then even then, it wasn't like it wasn't going to come all the way back to you. It just come a little bit back to you, and it looked really ridiculous more than anything. Yeah, yeah, it it, it did not replace the tennis ball. If you wanted to just, exactly. I, I would I would throw it off of the above my garage door opener that in like the driveway. That was kind of the uh, the spot for it, and the yeah, the football did not work out that well. Did you ever play Red Butt, or was that just like a Highlands game? Never heard of Red Butt. It was like you'd go on like a side of a wall. I, it, I'm sure it's got other names. It's a very simplistic game. But you'd like a side of a garage or something like that, and you'd have a tennis ball, and you'd just throw it as hard as you could. It'd be like a group of six or seven people. You'd stand about 15, 10 yards away from the wall, and you'd throw it as hard as you could. And then if it touched somebody, yeah, every, this, everybody had to go run and touch the wall. Yeah, this is a wall ball. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Wall ball sounds way cooler than red ball. By the no, way, no, no, no. It's red butt. Red butt. Oh, because okay, if so you because lo- you lost because you know what would happen. You have you'd to have throw to go the ball at him. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to go stand up on the wall, and the person would just get to nail you, ideally in the keister. Yeah, and I think whenever we would play that at little leagues, it would just knock the person out. So you would <laughs> like it was it was almost like a game of knockout where yes, once yeah, it you was. hit him, yeah, 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 they'd go out to the side. I don't remember. I, I thought you meant literally out. No, yeah, we we, <laughs> no, we we pelted people all the time, and the goal was like, all right, let's you, you definitely don't hit the head, so you put your arms behind your head, and then ideally you don't hit the back, but you just get nailed in the back every time. The plan was just to hit in the fat of your butt, and that's why I was called red butt. But people would miss and just hit you in the back, and it would hurt really bad. Uh, luckily, it was only a tennis ball, so you'd, we'd be all right. But good times. Uh, great times. A texter says, 502-414-1450 on the text line. Why does Justin always sound like he's in a tunnel walking away from his mic? Step it up, who's your loser? Suck it. I think Justin has sounded great for a week. Sorry, guys. I do the show in a tunnel, and on Friday's show, I walked away for a minute. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> A texter says, if anything, this new college rule with image and likeness will force players to grind even more because if they're not getting clock on the field, odds are they won't make much money. The grit and grind has only risen. That's a good text. I agree with you, texter. Yeah, like, hey, uh, there are some positives. Now there's livelihood on on the line, you know? Right. It, it used to just be like an audition for livelihood. Now it's... Now it's, it's much more real. Yeah. yeah, it's super real. Like you know, if you've been want, if you want to provide and work for your family, you can do it now and 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 get to working. Which does bring me to something I did want to bring up because Davion Mintz just keeps posting stuff and posting stuff, but no final decisions are made. Cameron Fletcher said to him, "Go on and get your money," which made me think. 
hey, starting July 1st, could Davion Mintz end up making more money at UK than he could overseas? The likely answer is he'd make more money overseas. But would it be worth it when you take into how much money maybe he could make at UK with being able to stay, with another audition for the pros, with playing uh, with an awesome team on the biggest stage in college basketball that will surely go better than his only year that he's been at UK? Like, would it make more financial sense for Davion Mintz to stay? These are the conversations we're going to have every summer now, Roush, with the name, image, and likeness stuff. Yeah, that – man, you want to talk about really adding a wrinkle into something. Um, man, <laughs> the that should make it more enticing to return. Uh, but he's got what? Seven, eight – the, the return date for Mintz would be the seventh of July. So he would have a week to see what, I mean, is that really what he's going to do? Is he going to have a week and like pitch himself to like people around town and say, Hey, would you not? No offense. I mean, like if wouldn't wouldn't they need some sort of the company, I would think would need some sort of affirmation that you're going to be staying, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you, before you'd sign the contract or whatever it'd be, that's, But, but yeah, he should put feelers out there. And that's the other thing too that like where Mitch Barnhart's disappointing in that regard is that it does, it it gives players more of an opportunity. It also puts more on their plate because they can't have an agent. The school needs to have kind of folks act as intermediaries for some of these places to get them set up to, to make money and and work with businesses. So uh, that that's the part where from a practical standpoint, I'm sure UK will still have that I mean, I, I think that's what their path to glory or whatever the hell it was uh, was called. But that that's where if you don't have leadership <laughs> taking charge and really running with it, then some folks can get left behind. And to be honest with you, like not that uh, so I'm talking personally here, but like not that I would have the inside scoop on all of this but i think part of the reason why you can go listen to multiple different radio shows you can go read multiple different uk websites you can read the courier journal and you can read the lexian herald and still be confused about this is because people at uk don't know so like people at uk are confused they are they're they're and they feel like they're already a little bit behind that's that that is in indication on mitch barnhart in the athletic department that's not he's never been behind on any of this stuff and it, because it's never been so drastic. Now we've got some drastic changes and money's going elsewhere. And is UK going to be at the forefront of it or are they going to sit back and just watch it happen? Sadly, I think right now it's the latter when it when it should be the former. Let's go to a break here. Anything anybody want to add? Break time. Good. That the perfect addition there. Uh I don't know if Justin's even still in the studio. Probably not. I went home. <laughs> we'll be right back and then we'll come back for probably one final long segment where we'll take you home and we got a lot more text messages to get to on today's show it's monday it's the start of the work week but hey fourth of july right around the corner june almost over football it'll be here before we know it this is krc on big x sports radio tj walker nick roush and justin caleb Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Everybody freeze. 
Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? I mean to say, if I freeze, I can't rightly drop. And if I drop, I'm going to be in motion. You see? Shut up! Okay, then. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, Welcome back. Get One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. And Bears to admit it that I was talking to you all and I was on mute. And I just thought you all weren't interested with what I was having to say because nobody responded. That's, uh, that's embarrassing. Okay. Uh, and don't worry about what I was even saying. It was stupid in the first place. So I'm uh, actually, this, this, this may be for the best. Are you talking about during break? Yes. <laughs> I was wondering why nobody was saying anything. <laughs> I'm typing some emails and stuff. I didn't have my the computer pulled up to see that I was on mute. Oh, anyways, that's oh, uh, that's really embarrassing. KRC yeah. here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We've got a lot more text to get to. What else have we maybe missed? We had NBA over the weekend. Man, that Suns game was a rock fight. Yeah. Fourth quarter. Jeez. And my normal, my first thought process is like, all right, sweet, it's the weekend. I can stay up late for NBA games. Well, yeah. Friday night, Friday night talks bucks was the biggest beat down this side of the Mississippi. And then Saturday's game, while close, was just ugly as all get out. Demarcus Cousins with a really bad intentional free throw. Um, oh, that was then, real bad. And then last night's game, sadly, a little bit too late. Work night for me, but the Bucks just put it on them in the fourth quarter. So it didn't come down to like the, an exciting last second shot there either. So of and course it, we get hosed on the weekend. Uh, and it happened when Trey Young sprained his ankle by stepping on a ref who is near the out of bounds line. So that happened with 30 seconds left in the third quarter. I don't know who or how much he played in the fourth. But if Young is limited in the series because of a sprained ankle by stepping on a ref, the Hawks are done. God, yeah. That would suck. Is there any update on that? Did uh, he? Like, well, yeah. What, what, what's the latest? What'd they say after the game? Um, let me look up real quick. I just saw the highlight of him actually stepping on. Um, uh, he just said after the game, it's sore, it's frustrating, it's hurting. Um, yeah, the ref clearly had money on the Bucks. <laughs> Actually, safe, safe, safe assumption there. Yeah. Uh, I'm just seeing the Skip Bayless tweet. Trey looked okay on that drive. Come on, little man, suck it up the way another small guard did in the big finals game at the Lakers. Isaiah Thomas of the Pistons. What is wrong? Like th- they, you know, like ten years ago is when we kind of got into the hot take society. They're the national media is like they're going nuts. I mean, between Jalen Rose's Kevin Love, stupid, stupid take, and now Skip Bayless saying, telling Trey Young to suck it up, little man. Like, what? What are we doing? Yeah, that's kind of. Um, I I do. I mean, like, he has he has like a, a just a running list of basically trash talking Trey Young tweets. If you're willing to play, injury cannot be an excuse. You can't participate in the offense. Stay on the bench. Like, yeah, I, I don't. That's what Skip does though. It's sad. It's, uh, it's, uh, it is. It's just like how I need attention. What can I say? What words? It's almost like they have like this 
word automator that they just, all right, do a different, let's call him little man this time. Cause, Oh, he's little, um, ridiculous. I get annoyed by it. I don't know how people watch stuff like that. I don't, but teach their own. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. It is. All right. Uh, what do we got next on the uh, text line? No, no, idea. no offense, but what's Mitch's problem? You can't just base everything on your personal beliefs, alcohol, nil. At some point, his objection to change is going to start to hurt UK. I think we're already there. Think we made it? I, th- I think like I think it's like right now. Like if, if if things don't start to change or Mitch doesn't take I, I don't Kentucky is not going to fire Mitch Barnhart. That's not gonna happen. Mitch is probably gonna have to leave on his own terms. Um I don't know how it all plays out, but I really wish he'd take a different approach with all this. I, I wish he'd wise up and realize how big of a deal these next few weeks are. And even if he doesn't like it, need to understand that for the soul of the athletic department, they need to they need to move and they need to be aggressive and they need to do whatever they can within the rules to make this the most inviting place for nil. For, for nil opportunities, I guess would be the right word for it. So may, I, I wish he would take a long, hard look in the mirror, unloosen that top button, and take a different approach. Yeah, uh, I like that this texture. Ooh, great, great compliment for you, TJ. You all made some great points about the nil and with how complicated endorsements can get for these 18-year-olds. Wonder when agent representation in college will be allowed. Well, I guess technically it is if you don't pay them that that's where uh, if they would have thought of things ahead of time, it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they should be able to have agents. They just, they, I mean, they should. And I think people would say, well, what we'll be scared because what about if a school, you know, is really chummy with an agent and then the agent kind of pushes a kid that way. All right. Then get chummy with agents. Like, you know, like we, we, the whole point behind this Roush is we need to treat them like adults, like adults and adults can make their own money. They can do their own deals. They can do endorsements. They can do sort of, they can do all these different things. Let's let them do it. Adults can get agents. 18 year olds can get agents. Kids have agents. So like, uh, I, I don't know where that stands, but thank you for the nice text about that. We were just kind of spitballing just like anybody would. We're, we're all trying to figure this stuff out together. It's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be wild. I said that a million times on Friday. I'll keep saying it. Ooh, I like this question. Cause I actually did keep up with the College World Series a little bit. Can one of y'all explain what happened with the NC State baseball team? Maybe I've been living under a rock, but I haven't heard all the details of why they couldn't play. I assume something COVID-related. Yeah, so they actually beat Vanderbilt in the opening round of the College World Series. And when they were getting... One-nothing thriller. Yeah, when they and Vandy had like 15 strikeouts or something, too. It was crazy. Still lost. Uh, Just hit a solo shot in the eighth inning, and that was enough to to take down the defending champs. So they get Vaney gets one more crack at him. And the day before a bunch of guys on their team got COVID and they were like, it was, they were low on numbers, but it was enough to play. And apparently it only got worse from there, which I, it, it forced them to cancel the game. And I, I just was shocked at like, this was still happening that you could have this sort of mass COVID cop-outs i mean that's not the right word for it but i i didn't i thought that either the vaccines would i i I was just shocked that that was still a possibility terry 
Uh, I was super surprised by it. Kind of an interesting social media moment because people didn't know what the hell was going on. I think at one point, like NC State had like a few dudes warming up, and then Vandy's team didn't come out, and like people were like, "Well, the game's supposed to start in ten minutes, and we haven't seen like the majority of either team." People weren't sure. Then there were some COVID rumors, and then sadly, this quote from the uh, NC State coach did not age well. When they beat Vandy the first time, mm-hmm. they were at—I think that was on like a Tuesday. They were not going to play again until a Friday. And maybe a Monday or a Friday, but they, they had a long break. And they just said, how big of a deal is it that you won this first game and now you get a little bit of a break? And the coach said, I think we just need rest. Everybody knows that we have a deep, deep bullpen. We've battled that all year. So go into the loser's bracket would have been tough for us. But the main thing I think we need right now is just rest. Coach Hart's been sick for probably five or six days. Oh, JT, Jar- JT Jarrett caught a bug a couple days ago. This bug seems to be going around. Cameron Cotter, I've got it a little bit. This bug seems to be floating around, and I think right now it's important for our players to get some rest. How did that quote, like on that day, at that very much at that moment, be like, wait, this isn't a bug. <laughs> this is COVID. Like you all have COVID. This is COVID going around your all's locker room. Uh, it's sad. I feel my heart just completely breaks for the NC State players. I think this was the wrong decision. And uh, a lot of people are like looking way too happy to be like, well, you should have gotten vaccinated. Maybe, maybe not. You don't know what people are doing or what's going on with them. Um, it just stinks. I really, yeah. really feel bad for the players that, that they they were. It was a Cinderella run what NC State was doing, and to have it taken away from you in the semifinals. Just brutal. It really is. It's heartbreaking. And you think about every, and they had last season taken away from them and it's almost Mm -hmm. in its entirety. You know, they literally had just started before the season got pulled out from underneath them. What, what a tough road for those kids. I I, I hate it. Yeah, I I do too. Um, But I, it was kind of funny. uh, I think it was like Thursday night. Mississippi state was in a, a barn burner against, I believe Texas. And, just shout out to me because every time I think they were being even no hit. I just were like, all right, let's watch this pitch. Boom, three run bomb. <laughs> Boom, two run bomb. Uh, the two pitches I watched were five runs. So you're welcome, Mississippi State. You're welcome. You did it, Roush. Yep. You did it. I did it. So co- College World Series, Mississippi State versus Vandy for all the marbles and the SEC final. We did it. Woo! SEC. We, SEC. It just means more. It just means more. So that that will be best two out of three, right? Yes. Man, I really hope someday Kentucky baseball doesn't stink complete butt. Yeah, but UK Pez said we're the northernmost SEC school. That's got to be. Uh, oh yeah. Well, uh, we well in that case, then we should. Oh man. Maybe tough. we should get a geography transplant. Hmm. Oh, wait, aren't there schools that are northern than Kentucky that go to the College World Series? No, no. Surely that can't be the case. Technically, where do we fall in line with Louisville? We're a little, yeah, we're south. Oh, wow. So Louisville goes to the College World Series? Yeah. Quite regularly. Weird. Where do we fall in line with Charlottesville? That's that's still a long 64. Um, I don't know. That one's close. Because Virginia does, sometimes they do they do well, too. They did well this year. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get back to the text line. 502-414-1450. If Justin didn't spend so much time playing 
who who would you do as he's falling asleep at night? He would have more time to watch The Office. Oh, suck it, Justin. In, in all fairness, who would you do sounds like a hell of a lot more fun than The Office. It's an Office reference. Uh, yeah, you, you die on that hill, buddy. Dang it. <laughs> Had a heck of a weekend in Nashville, and me and the fellows got absolutely rinsed. Any good Broadway stories, gents? I mean... I don't know. I feel like every time I go on Broadway, it's about the same. It's about the same thing. I, I can't pinpoint one in particular. Yeah, I don't maybe, re- save it, maybe save it for a Patreon. I don't recall the bar, but I got kicked out of a bar on Broadway once because they had all these college flags hanging from the roof, and I ripped the Purdue one off the roof. <laughs> oh, what a what a dork, Justin! I was like twenty two, guys. Uh, that's that's such a funny like. Justin Kalen. See, now he's just jaded by everything else. Because uh, I'm, yeah, you're right. Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to be ripping them down, oh, yeah. ripping flags down, and now he's just he's just beat beat to hell by what? What'd you do when they kicked you out, Justin? Uh, I think I threw a little fit. My buddies had to calm me down. <laughs> I was I was pretty drunk. You ripped the flag. You, you ripped the flag off, and then you couldn't understand why they wanted you out. That pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all did stupid stuff. That's a good story, Justin. Um, Texter, maybe remind us on a Patreon day, and uh, I've got some, but we don't have enough time. Hell yeah, Sydney McLaughlin needs to be the face of track. I'm jumping around. She's truly unreal in a class act. World record holder, badass. Hashtag BBM. Yeah. And you weren't even jumping around, Terry. That was right on schedule. So don't sell yourself short, buddy. <laughs> Texter says, sadly, most of Kentucky fans will hate the nil, and it is ridiculous to not embrace. Who will lose is going to be local celebrities, quote-unquote. The athletes will start taking their spots. And I don't think it will help female sports even more. Yeah, I'm not with you, Texter, because, like, how many people line up to do autographs? How many kids do you see at these camps? Like, that's where... We just simply think of Nil as doing commercials on television. When no, like that's a fraction of it. And during one of the breaks, I was just reading some of the stuff to make two grand, an extra two grand a year, which is a good chunk of money. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not a ton. And that's probably about what the baseline is. Uh, this guy who he has his own Nil company, uh, former Nebraska linebacker, but to make two grand a year, if you just do a couple camps and have uh, charge a hundred bucks, if you get 20 people to show up, that's two grand. So if you can have your own camp and get 50 to 75 kids there for a two day camp or something, then you can work your way on up. And that's where a lot of this stuff is going to be. So uh, I, I know that we, we get stuck thinking about uh, you know, your the former players who go on to do, uh, you know, local ads. Like I, I know Benny Snell was in a Lexington TV ad recently. We get stuck thinking like that, but there's a lot more ways to make money than just with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, the texture said that they think the nil will help female sports even more. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Misread that. But yeah. Um, I mean, especially when it comes to camps and stuff, Brooke is still able to work camps and yeah. make good side money. Uh, Texter says, Roush should have brought Dwayne back home from Chicago. Oh, man, I should have. I, I was a little far away from DePaul. Um, but, yeah. he uh, uh, The Herald Leader just did a story with Dwayne, too. So uh, I, bet, I, bet he is, I bet he's so excited for Nil and just, like, 
really going to be on top of it. Um, he, he, if Mitch ever does decide to hang it up, and we talked about that in hour one, what we want to happen with that regard, he, he would be my first call. Uh, could Do I think Kentucky maybe could find people more experienced that have a better resume than PV? Probably. But that dude, everybody in Lexington loves him. He, he knows UK. He knows what works, what doesn't work. He he would he would be my first call, and I I would think that he would say yes, and you wouldn't have to worry about making a second call. But uh, yeah, he he's going to be on top of it with the nil. DePaul's lucky to have him. Oh, Dwayne, how we miss thee! How much will Reed Shepard start making after his final high school game if he signs with the in-state school? I don't know why. Why should it stop? Like he should be able to start making money now. If like nil shouldn't just be a college thing, right? Like players can see, come- and I've always. I've always I, I don't know what like the KHSAA rules are, but it's always been so focused on uh, preserving your amateur status. We would have to watch those stupid NCAA videos before playing in AAU tournaments about don't bet on it. You could lose your right for you know all this kind of junk. So I I would think that he would still be able to now. I would think that it should be Katie bar the door. You're you're free to go. Cause like how many, if you did that, then high school kids couldn't have summer jobs, you know? So I I would think you're right, Terry, that they should be able to do it now. Yep. I I would make sense. Let's, if we're going to go this route and people can start making what they're worth, let's do it. We got to, you can't do kind of half measures on that sort of stuff. Texter says, Robert, it's time to move on from Mitch, unfortunately. But look on the bright side. He's going to make a great successor to Mark Emmert. He refuses to adjust to the how the times change, and he allows his personal beliefs to affect his day-to-day job. Uh, the Emmert stuff, that's 2025. I'm sorry. I don't want Mitch Barnhart hanging around for another five years, uh, another four years, unless he is going to kind of take a different approach. I don't think he will. And that brings me to the second point of your text, Robert. I've been seeing people say that personal beliefs affect day-to-day, blah, blah, blah kind of no doy comment and i'm not saying that to be rude but like that yes that's what athletic directors are supposed to do they're supposed to take their personal beliefs and how you run an athletic program and do a good job so like when things are rocking and rolling we don't we're fine with mitch following his personal beliefs to being successful it's just the hiccups that he has are really annoying and i do agree with that obviously i just feel like the personal belief thing is kind of like well, yeah, that's what you do with athletic directors. You, you you bring in people who think they know the best way to run. He does take it probably a little too far with maybe some of his religious beliefs, which should not interfere with his job at the University of Kentucky, in my opinion. Which that may be a con- that may be yeah. a controversial statement, but uh, I, I think that I think most people would agree with that. Yeah, church and state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, "I know your all's take on Mitch via his conference, and and I get it." Pilgrim was acting like basketball staff is prepared and has had a plan in place for a bit. Are you all hearing anything similar? I'm glad you brought that up because what I'm hearing, and Roush, if you've heard anything different, basketball has, but they have just been begging for Mitch to get on board. or they're, They're not getting much clarity on what they can and can't do. So they're basically taking this different. I wonder if this will get out there, but it kind of seems like the basketball program is almost running independently from the rest of Mitch Barnhart's athletic department. And there's a, I wouldn't say a power struggle because Cal doesn't really care about the rest of the athletic program. He just wants basketball to be really good. Understandably. So that's his job. And he just, I feel like there's a little bit of a divide and 
what we can do, what we're being told we're doing, and what we want to do. And I think Cal's just said, you know what, we're going to do this. And uh, Mitch, you can come to my office if you got a problem with it. So oh, keep, man. An, keep an eye on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I know that there have been some basketball players who have teed some things up, if you will. Uh, and so, I mean, ready or not, here they come. Yes, and I think Kentucky basketball and Calipari have said we're rocking and rolling. We, we you know, we we tried to get some clarity. Um, it hasn't really been there, so we're just going to go ahead and do what we think we're allowed to do. And if if we get told no, uh, we got Sandy Bell helping us out, and uh, you'll you'll go from there. That's the thing, though. Just so many people are confused about what you can and can't do, and that's you, you think the one person that would have everybody in line would be the athletic director, especially one who's a higher up with the NCAA. But, oh, well, we'll see how it all shakes out. Hurdles, UK was hurdle you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, what is the percent chance that all these quarterbacks are miserably bad to where our offense can't move the ball? 20%. I was actually, that was, you took the, that was the number in my head. Like, I, that means, I think there's like a one in five chance that it's just a disaster at the quarterback position. Hey, but 80% chance that it's not a disaster. So we yeah. 80%. I like it. I like our chances. Uh, move along, Penny. Go on. Yep, that way. Don't look back, little buddy. Keep moving. Nothing to see behind you. Move on, Penny. Can't you see we don't want you anymore? Throws a rock at Penny as he's leaving. Yeah. Get out of here. Good old air, bud. Uh, coaching pro sports is way easier than coaching college sports. Go away, Penny. And Penny's. Texter says, hope Roush's wife isn't listening, telling his ex-girlfriend on radio she can suck it. Well, just, you know, yeah, it's, that's that's what... Yeah. It's like uh, David Wallace's super invention, the suck it. Yeah. A fence <laughs> company is not a national company. Oh, I'll put with UK Pez. UK Pez is just like all out of sorts with our examples for endorsements and whatnot. <laughs> uh, really weird. Fern Creek played red butt all the time. Oh, that's what's up. Good job, Fern Creek. Uh, Texter says, again, do not read. Justin got it right. Suck at TJ. UK Pez, you won't tell us what we will or won't read on the air. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, nil will make Roush and other journalists' job easier as well because now players will have incentive to be good and talkative with the media. Yeah, it's your brand, you know? Like, you're selling yourself. You need to get yourself out there. Yeah, the bully brand. He was tweeting about all that, and – he knows that he has KSR on his side. Uh, oh. Drew's a big fan. I mean, and how can he not love the big guy? So I, I can't wait till we get like CJ Frederick, who is like endorsing a water, like a some sports drink company or something, and we get to have him on the air and he can talk about the sports drinks and stuff oh, like that. That'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. We, It'll be like stuff that nobody will care about, but at least we'll get an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you, you get the interview in exchange for two questions about the sports drink. Exactly. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of that going on. Uh, when we, you know what? We'll, we'll take all of those interviews. Sign you know, us up. If, I, if I was an athlete, if I was like a star basketball player, I'd write a book. But the thing is, the book would it be like, you know, I'd end up not really putting too much time into it, but it'd just be kind of like a mystery about what it's about. And then that way, a lot of people would buy it. You'd get a lot of money from it. <laughs> you just, so I'm going to write a book and not tell people what's in it. If Oscar Shubway wrote a book called The Kentucky Experience, you're reading that. We all know <laughs> that. I'm reading it. You're reading it. You're buying it. 
But then, like, it, what if it was just like a journal of his meals when he was in the state of Kentucky? Yeah, could be. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I admit I've never read any of the Cal Perry books. Wow. So, yeah. Suck it, Cal. I'm I've not never, reading your book. I've never finished any of the Calipari books. <laughs> uh, te- a texter says, uh, I do like that I got TJ triggered on Facebook page over the weekend. That was funny, especially since I did it while working baseball tournaments. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't have me so much triggered as like, you remind me, I've never had a little brother, UK Pez. You seem to come off as that. Um, like just getting nitpicky of examples we use or don't use. I wish somebody would come up to you during your baseball tournament and be like, eh, well, technically you, you said that so-and-so was up to bat. It's actually his full name is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Just grow up, UK Pass. Yeah, grow up, UK Pass. Uh, John here. Good morning to all. Tell me, you ever seen Agua Donkeys? If so, what are your thoughts on it? What? <laughs> I would say I- if you lower your expectations, it will be a great watch. Which one helps the team more next year, Mints or Duran? I would go with the possible superstar, Duran. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Oh, that is a good question, though, John. Uh Aguadunky says nothing stands between MP juror and one true love of their life, Jackie, except for six sunsets, kneeboarding, seshes, synchronized rooftop gainers, and their boss, Rod. So it looks like it's some bros going after a girl. Well, that sounds boring. There's a kid's show on PBS that's called Donkey Hody, and he's a donkey that's, you know, based off Go- Don Quixote. Going through the rings of hell? Well, I don't think Don Quixote went through the rings of hell. That's a different one. Okay. He was just walking around with Sancho Panza. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we got next? Uh, time to fire up the letter writing crew. Thank Mitch for all the work he's done over the years and let him know it's his time to pass the torch. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Dante's Infer- Inferno. Yeah. Yeah. Don Quixote was where he's trying to fight the windmills. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had to learn about it in Spanish class in high school. Gotcha. Uh, never, never, never heard about it myself. Boy, I thought Ralph said Asian instead of Asian. I was a little confused for a minute. <laughs> I'm a little congested. A texture says, we sure do use the word heartbreaking loosely these days. Uh, you know, I, my heart did not literally break. I guess anytime you use, it's probably loose unless you, um, your heart like falls apart or something like that, but it did sting for NC States players. Mm-hmm. It really did. Is that is that better? Is it better? It's a little better. It does. I mean, that just would absolutely stink so bad. All right. Anyways, uh, so maybe be on the lookout for some news today. Oh, we will keep our eyes peeled. Stuff happening, and then uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it later this week. But yeah, that the Mitch Barnhart press conference. I, w- I wish that it was Friday. It seems like a while ago, but. A uh, lot, lot of takes on that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for the text of the show. Good to have the gang back together. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. See you later.